been here four minutes. I need another vacation. I think I'll take one after this week is over. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I like to take my vacation during the monsoon season. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you shouldn't have to take it during the dry the dry months. You know, I've, I've been, I've been uh, you know, uh, getting life sucked by TikTok all week. And uh, the, the video that keeps popping up is that they're using that clip from Forrest Gump. One time it rained for four months. <laughs> but that's what it feels like. Yeah, it's gonna, it's going to keep raining. And uh, let's see, uh, going to be a high of 89 today. Actually, you're going to see some sunshine eventually. Can you believe that? What is that? I don't know. But then tomorrow more rain comes in the forecast. And we'll talk about the overflow of the poo now at a greenfield. As if things weren't bad enough in greenfield, poo is now flowing into the river from greenfield. There's loads of stuff to talk about with the flooding and the rain and the nasty weather, plus Scott Cullen. So it's going from bad to worse. But at least I'll be on vacation next week. (laughs) Well, you worked so hard for it. You you really have. You know, I really got to stretch it out. It's 536 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Cheap Trick with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be eventually sunny today with a high of 89. Tomorrow, guess what? More rain with a high of 85. (laughs) We really could use the rain. Well, hey, you know, at least we're getting a break today. uh, It's 72 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. You ever wonder why uh, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell never married? By the way, Springfield, Mass, uh, born uh, Kurt Russell? Yes. Uh, no, I've never really given it much thought. Uh, well, they haven't married because divorce, quote, ends up being to be, ends up to be big business, they said. She says, uh, I like the idea that I can wake up in the morning and make decisions every day if I want to be here or not. Wow. Wow. That's uh, that's real committed relationship stuff. The secret to my success. That's what she said. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they've been together for, what, over 40 years, 45 years? At least. At least that long. Uh, Since actors are on strike, characters like Mickey and Minnie Mouse walk the red carpet at the Haunted Mansion premiere at Disneyland. The strike has also halted the production of Deadpool 3. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying that Minnie and Mickey Mouse are union scabs? They are union scabs. uh, Think you know a guy. Well, she knows who uh, churns her cheese. She knows where that cheese is churned. She feels trapped in that relationship. Yeah. Hey, Mickey, give me the Walt Disney. <laughs> That's just a frozen popsicle. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's okay. a small world after all. Uh, yeah. So Mickey and Minnie were, uh, were at the thing. Uh, director Justin Seaman. Justin. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> attended and said it was a sad and disappointing to be there without his cast. I'm not disappointed in this cast. I'm disappointed in the conditions that brought about this situation. Uh, like I said, production on Deadpool 3, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 2, and Gladiator 2 is now halted because of this actor's strike. Uh, also, Mandy Moore and her This Is Us co-stars joined the picket line on Friday for the first day of the strike. Hmm. 
Well, thank God Mandy Moore is here for the here the rescue. Yeah, well, it's I'm sure everyone's breathing a big sigh of relief. If you're hoping for a Titanic sequel focusing on the submersible tragedy from last month, uh, one, it's a little morbid, don't you think? And two, doesn't sound like the old cast will be reuniting, you know? Well, you know, there were a lot of people on that boat. I gotta believe there's all kinds of new stories to tell. No, but I could see uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio playing that. What's the the guy's name who uh, Ocean? Uh, what the Jack? Or whatever. whatever it was. The rich guy. Yeah, the, right, uh, right. The rich guy who owned the boat. Yeah. Who owned the submarine? I could see him doing it. <laughs> Where's my Logitech Bluetooth controller? Well, I mean, really, the only thing you would be able, to, the story you'd be able to tell is. Like, because they said that the thing just exploded, and then that was the end of them. Yeah. What kind of story is that? Well, it's not like a dramatic ship sinking down to the bottom of the ocean. Well, it's true, but everybody knew how that movie was going to end. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's the worst spoiler in the world. Well, now you know how this one would end if they were to make one. But uh, I don't know if you'd bring Kate Winslet in... uh, do you have Celine Dion sing the theme song? Dude, Duke, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Come on. No, no, it's funny. You know, I I listen, as much vac- as I like being on vacation, I don't want a permanent vacation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Joe Jonas. It's hard to imagine that there's anything about the Jonas Brothers that we don't already know, especially for those who read all the teen magazines cover to cover. You Which know. includes both of us. Here's a news story, though. Joe Jonas did an interview with a radio station in Australia, and he revealed an embarrassing story about something that happened on stage once, and it involves an ill-timed bowel movement. He was performing, and apparently he thought he could pass a little gas, but oh, got yeah. a little more than he bargained for, you and to can't... make matters worse, he was wearing white pants at the oh, time. Gee. Yeah, you can't trust those things. You yeah. can't trust them. You, know, they, you think you got it all under control, yeah. but really, they're in charge. He immediately made his way backstage for new pants, and he thinks he got away with it without anyone noticing. But some fans may have thought it was strange because he had just done a wardrobe change nobody else did. <laughs> he didn't say uh, which show this happened at, but he did say it was only four years ago. So it's a fresh kind of story, yeah, if you know good. what I'm saying. And uh, it didn't happen in the classic Joe Bros days. You know, when oh, this were, is when like post Joe Bros. Yeah, this is like I said, four years ago. So that's uh, you know they're what they're nineteen, twenty now. <laughs> no, they're they're in their twenties, I think now. Ah, it happens to the best of us, even oh. the Jonas Brothers, and uh, you know I I feel bad for the guy. It just shows you that they're yeah you know, the Joe Brothers are actually uh, human beings with very little bowel control. Uh, some people are freaked out about AI, and let's be honest, older folks seem to be a little more negative about it than younger people do, but at least one old-school rocker could care less about it. Joe Walsh from the Eagles says, it's computers. It has nothing to do with music. Uh, AI can't destroy a hotel room. It can't throw a TV off the fifth floor <laughs> into the pool. And when AI knows how to destroy a hotel room, then maybe I'll pay attention to it. That is a good point, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but you uh, know what? If... Someone's going to figure out a way to drive a car into a pool yeah. using AI. Uh, there's more to rock and roll than writing a riff, though. So Yeah. Well, you know, it's always uh, some of the rock and roll lifestyle that Joe's talking about has already become a relic of a different time. You don't really see too much of that anymore. You don't see uh, like Keith Moon destroying a hotel room like he's talking about here. Well, Keith Moon's been dead for a long time. 
But I if you want to, but if you want to get a little closer to home, you know, I'm sure Don Hanley's not, you know, bringing 16 year old girls to the no. to the mansion anymore. Not no. like the old days. No. They, nowadays, you'll hear like, "Oh, Eminem berated a barista at Starbucks over the weekend because he didn't get the Trenta that he wanted." <laughs> That's so. What you talking about? Only venti. What do you mean? That's so rock and roll, isn't it? it it's it's very not. <laughs> Well, we're we're just kind of we've become uh, a bunch of pansies is what we have. I don't, especially I don't know in the music industry. And uh, let's see here, uh, Kim Kardashian, she got rid of her Yeezys and got Nike Air Max ninety fives. Really? Wow. She must have something to say. Oh my God! The last time I did a rubber swap was when Ray J gave me the California handstand. What's the California handstand? That involves whipped cream, a rubber chicken, a weed whacker, a twister board, and a spinner all taking place on the boat off the coast of California. Yeah, I totally see that happening. <laughs> Caitlin? You squeaked the rubber chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never got that down in New uh, down here with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once did the swamp dunk every 28 days or so. <laughs> got a little marinara backhand. <laughs> What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say uh, is I gave her the Hungarian smoothie. What do you the really want? Smoothie? Do, you, do you really want to know? I'm not sure I do. Basically, uh, the final product resembles a strawberry dessert, and Urban Dictionary recommends this should not be attempted due to hygienic <laughs> issues. That's probably for the best. Just got to stir the strawberries, right? <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash of Rock 102. Oh, yeah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, you know what they say, money talks and BS walks. In this case, the New England Patriots are finding themselves coming up short in the quest to assign free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. How short? Really short. Yesterday is reported that Hopkins, the five-time Pro Bowler, has agreed to a two-year contract with the Tennessee Titans, who agreed to pay him $26 million. It also comes with a bucket load of incentives that could tack on an additional $6 million. How much were the Patriots offering? They weren't offering that. Oh, sure, everyone sure looks fat and happy when he came to Foxborough last month, but when push comes to shove, what would you rather do? Play for a team that's won six Super Bowls or play for a team that's going to pay you a half million dollars every two weeks. I, like most reasonable people, would choose option two. Why didn't the Patriots come up with a better offer? Well, there are a number of things uh, that could uh, be contributing to that. First, the Patriots had to use that money for the new 22,000 square foot video screen and that 218 foot lighthouse in the end zone. Secondly, DeAndre hasn't played a full season in three years. Two years ago, he had knee problems, only played nine games, and the year after that, suspended for six games for violating the league's substance abuse policy. Do you really want to spend $13 million a year on a guy like that? Not if you're going to build the largest lighthouse and video screen in North America, you don't. And that's where, where does, so where does this leave the Patriots for next season? Well, you still got guys like Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker. You still have guys like Kendrick Bourne and Kayshawn Boot. Maybe one of those guys might step things up. All I know is DeAndre Hopkins is not coming here. Instead, he's chosen to play for a team that actually had a worse record last year than the Patriots did. 
What they did have, however, was a two-year contract worth $26 million for the guy, whereas the Patriots did not. And so the Patriots failed to get their guy. Of course, once you see that new video screen, you're going to forget all about what's-his-name and move on with your life. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Bob at the Agawam Rockies, a man of steel. Steel chainsaws, steel blowers, trimmers, you name it. Bob is a steel-trained expert and can show you why the orange and white is the only way to go. Good people like Bob and rock-solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, break in the rain today, sunshine, and it's a high of 89, but still very muggy, uh, which is not very comfortable at all. And then tomorrow, eh, more rain because we need the rain. We need the rain for the, oh, uh, yeah. the crops. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in fact, most uh, most uh, farmers that I'm uh, that I know, and uh, which is almost none of them, they're all so excited about all this rainfall, and uh, they love the flooding and the way it's it's yeah. changed the way it's changed uh, their workload. Uh, hydroponics guy is probably beefing his chest up, going, "Told you, yeah, we could do this. Should should be doing this in your basement, not uh, not outside." Right. Uh, what an awful uh, thing for for lo- the local economy with the uh, with the flooding and the farms, and you know, you're talking like two million. Well, they said a million dollars in in loss. For local crops, the uh, the farmers have you know the farmers have got a tough deal when the weather's nice. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's even worse when you've got floodwaters touching your crops. At that point, the moment the the two intersect, yeah. you're done. I mean that's that's pretty much the way it works. And you know, unfortunately, I mean you're you're right. The economics of of farming during situations like this are devastating for those farms. And you know, you're gonna you're talking about the river cresting, yeah. Uh, in certain areas, Thompsonville is uh, is looking uh, like it could be a danger uh, zone in the well, next uh, you know half day or so. Uh, kayaking in uh, Northampton, I hear, is uh, very nice, especially down King Street. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know if that's a nautical route. Um, but uh, it it is uh, it's it's pretty. It's pretty unbelievable, like all the stuff that's happening, like like how much water we're getting, and it's not just the flooding you got to worry about, but trees. You know, there's trees that if you get too much water, they just start to weaken, and if they were already rotting, I had one in my yard a couple of years ago when we had heavy rains, yeah, for like a good month and a half, and this giant hemlock thing, which was again already rotting just falls over because it just gets saturated with so much water you know i'm uh we've been very very lucky we've we've uh to the best of my knowledge the only time we've had a problem with water in the basement didn't come from flooding but like a leaky pipe mm-hmm. and, and we fixed that and it wasn't it wasn't bad leaking it was just you know it was just a puddle but i know a lot of people east lomito for example uh there's so much there's an aquifer under the underneath much of the town, and I know a lot of people here in town that whenever there's even a little bit of rain, they're flooded out. Yeah, with this kind of saturation, uh, you know, even I'm feeling like a, a certain dampness on the basement floor. Yeah, and I'm sure there are some people that are just getting hammered with water in basements 
and you know not just because of the flooding of of the river but just the amount of rain just yeah. the just the set the, the soaking set yesterday there was you know it rained you know wicked hard for about i don't know half hour or so and you know i Every time that happens, I keep thinking of a, of a friend of mine who years ago, I had to go over there with uh, with a shop vac and a squeegee, and we just pushed all the water out of his basement. An yeah. absolute mess. Mess. Oh, horrible Gross. mess. Oh, my God, yes. I'm uh, I'm pretty lucky. I, I, you know, knock on that wood, uh, my basement is very dry, which is surprising because I'm like, behind me is a, is a hill. Yeah. Where usually when you have something like that behind you, yeah, the water kind of just goes down in that bowl. But I have this, um, it's like a uh, swath, I guess you would call it. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like ditched out. It's not like a big ditch, but it's enough where the grade is enough where the water is supposed to kind of collect. Right. But my backyard behind my barn still gets flooded, like big time, when you yeah. have like heavy rains with it within, you know, 20 minutes or so. But uh, it's been uh, it's been wet, very wet. So um, that's what she said. Oh hell All yeah! Right. Hell yeah! I know you enjoyed your vacation last week because uh, in the middle of the show yesterday <laughs> on Friday with Martin, Marty and I, you sent us a video. Yeah, from Springfield MA sucks. Uh, the uh, the yeah the Instagram page. I I don't know why whoever I don't know who it is that runs that that particular uh, uh, Instagram account, but. It's very good because it shows you all the beautiful things that uh, go along with Springfield. Are you following them now on uh, Instagram? Well, I was I was following them before, but yeah. I didn't. You know, I didn't. I wasn't paying much attention to Instagram last oh, week. Oh no, you got to pay attention. That was the one that had the guy with the video of uh, somebody leaving a duke inside the flower bed outside of the Big E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the guys uh, the guys page is fantastic, and then. Uh, yeah, so Friday you show us a you send us a video of a guy who is surfing on top of the Connecticut River. Yeah. With its with its, you know, enormous current and uh contamination and everything else that's been going on in the Connecticut River over the last yeah. month. Yeah. Surfing Poo SA, this guy, <laughs> you know, on the surfboard. Apparently this was down by the dinosaur tracks up in Holyoke. I guess uh, he went down to the river, got it on the surfboard, and just said, "Let's uh, let's ride, bro." You know, and then they, and then he's, I, I, I was just kind of vomiting just thinking about <laughs> what he's ingesting into his, not only on his skin, but that's got to go into your mouth at some point. You know, the guy's not even wearing like a like a. Like one of them body suits. He's just no. wearing like cargo shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, falling into the river is is it's content. Right. It's it's severely yeah. polluted. I, you know, I heard your conversation. I, I completely agree with you about the uh, you know this guy. If he falls into the river, then all of a sudden now somebody's got to go rescue this guy, and then then it's time and resources. Now you're already spending time and resources because you got floods and you're trying to actually help people in need. You know, uh, if there's uh, you know car gets flash flood or something like that. Meanwhile, you get this knucklehead out on the Connecticut River uh, surfing, surfing on a really strong current. Yeah, I mean, you don't normally see the current moving like that on on that river. No, but, when it's, but when it's cooking like that, yeah, you know, how do you get a boat out there to to pluck him out? Surfs up, bro. You don't. You uh, you let him. You catch him uh, down at the dam. <laughs> Which is miles away. 
Miles and miles. And I saw this other story about the greenfield sewage now affecting just... Listen, it happens all the time. It's just happening a lot more now because we've had so much rain and these facilities can't take the flow. Well, the system is actually operating like it's supposed to. Yeah. Because, you know, what better place is there to dump raw sewage than a you know full body of water? Well, I'm uh, be looking uh, at some uh, maybe tilapia from the Connecticut River. <laughs> to sloppia, tilapia. To sloppia, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> Ooh, this smells good. But, uh, yeah, oh, hey, you know, I guess it's one of those things that just happens every once in a while where we get a uh, crap ton of rain. And, um, you know, I can't wait for, like, another couple of weeks when it gets, like, 100 degrees. Oh, and yeah. And it's super hot for the rest of the summer until October. Because that's, ha- that's what happens now. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Uh, it, it'd be nice and humid and sticky and... You always want to jump in the river just to cool off. This this weather is disgusting. It's, it's, it's awful. It's you can't even you know, I have the air conditioner on in the house, but it's like you don't need it because it gets too cold, but you also need it because it's right. so humid outside. So uh here's the here's the tragedy that's going on in my house. Uh right now, my uh my central air conditioner not working. It's a uh, it's not working. Yeah. And I just, uh, and it's a real simple fix. I just need to go outside and just, you know, kind of fiddle with it a little bit. The problem is who wants to do that in the, in a pouring rain Nobody and it, it's not me. So, um, I'm kind of waiting for one good dry day to take a screwdriver outside and some WD 40 and go to town on the damn thing. Oh, you're going to fix it. Well, I don't <laughs> What's wrong with it. Do you know the, uh, the fan, uh, gets stuck. Mm-hmm. Almost at the end of every season, so you kind of have to loosen it up, and then uh, and you didn't do it, did you? At the course end of the season, I, yeah. nah, of course. Because why? What, what what basic maintenance <coughs> would do for you? What? Yeah, you know, do I look like the kind of guy that does basic maintenance? I can barely do basic hygiene half the time. That's true. So I can yeah, basic to that. basic maintenance. Uh, that ain't that ain't my uh, that ain't my bag, baby. Well, time to get your toolbox and head on out there and fix your AC. You can do it, Mister. Uh, I don't know, Mister Home. No, Mister Home's a guy that. Uh, <laughs> what, what would I call you? Uh, I, I, you can call me whatever. I don't even know. The hap Mr. Hazard, Handy. No, Mr. Handy. Mr. Haphazard Handyman. <laughs> the Haphazard Handyman. Here he is, Mike Baxendale. I'll fix stuff when it's absolutely necessary. Giddy no up. sooner. That's right. 623 and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 629 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny, which is weird. High of 89 <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, more rain uh, with a high of 85. It's 72 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, I certainly didn't expect any of that. No. Sunshine? What? I'm not even sure I can identify it. Uh, hey, would you like to laugh? Yes. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. Uh, you know when you were on vacation a couple weeks ago? Yeah. I, uh, have a confession to make. I stopped by your house, uh, to use the shower. You did? Yeah, and I, uh, may have self-pleasured myself with your soap. In my shower? Yeah. And I'm just telling you this because I had to come clean. Ah, <laughs> see, I don't know. I, I just wanted to get it off my Why chest. You had me hooked. Yeah. 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 You didn't really come to my house. No, I didn't. I was All just right, kidding. good. Yeah. 
632 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by 413 Pro Tint, uh, tending for your vehicle, home, or business. Call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The owner of uh, Brunel's Marina in South Hadley, Luke Brunel, has passed away at the age of 61. The announcement was made in a news release uh, on Friday morning. Uh, which said it is with deep sadness that we announced the passing of Luke Burnell, beloved owner of Burnell's Marina. Luke Burnell was widely respected and admired for his unwavering dedication to providing exceptional service and fostering a welcoming environment for boating enthusiasts. As the owner of Burnell's Marina, he created a thriving hub that brought uh, joy to countless individuals and families. Uh, <clears throat> Cindy Dade of Amherst said it's a, certainly a sad loss, such a prominent and well-respected business owner in this area. The mar- marina has been such a huge part of this town um this comes as the Connecticut river is seeing continued flooding across the valley on uh, on sunday before the storm brunell's marina urged its uh, customers to remove their boats from the docks on the river to try to prevent any damage due to the flood advisory water was pouring into the parking lot and chunks of wood and uh, debris were flowing down the river on tuesday the docks could be seen torn to pieces mm. uh, turned upside down and broken apart after the heavy rain caused the flooding uh, Burnell's Marina said on their Facebook page that they will be working to restore all the docks as soon as it is safe to do so. They are asking people to stay away from that area, but uh, still such a sad loss for the uh, for the area. Yeah, very sad story. And, and you know, we were just out there too uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, and he was on the boat with so. him. He was with the him. one driving the boat, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, uh, yeah. Awful, uh, awful story. But um, but the, but the marina damage, you know, from all this flooding and everything. It's crazy. Uh, about 90,000 gallons of untreated sewage and waste overflowed along the Green River in Greenfield on Sunday with local officials citing heavy to moderate rains as the cause. And yeah, now it's a brownish green. Yeah. Department of Public Works officials uh, discovered the sanitary sewer overflow yesterday at 11.30 a.m. The sewage and waste was discharging from a regulator chamber outfall behind 302 Deerfield Street at a rate of 529 gallons per minute. You know, Bex, uh, you know, the regulator chamber. Uh-huh. You know, when that gets uh, that gets over full at 302 Deerfield Street, 529 gallons per minute. That's a lot of sewage coming out. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm no mathematician, but uh, yeah, that goes on for a while. You're talking about a lot of gallons of raw sewage going right into that river. Yeah. A, uh, well, it's Greenfield. You know, there's worse things that you would expect to come out of Greenfield, but not sewage. I always thought the worst thing coming out of Greenfield was the Mohawk Trail. I guess I was wrong. Uh, a, spokes, uh, a spokesman for Mayor Roxanne Wedgegartner. Wedgegartner! Wedgegartner. Wedgegartner told the news service late Sunday afternoon that uh, that she dis- that, that the dis- that the discharge stopped at 3.45 p.m. The uh, Green River and Deerfield River in Greenfield were affected as well as the Connecticut River in Deerfield, Montague, and Sunderland. The mayor's office advised that people avoid contact with water bodies for 48 mm. hours after the discharge ceases due to increased health risks from the bacteria and pollutants. Yeah, but once that 48 hours uh, is up, then, you know, everybody should yeah. be cannonballing into that body of water. But this, like, 48 hours thing is kind of like the guy who puts the sign on the door saying, be back in five minutes. Well, you don't know when that guy left. It could have been 20 minutes ago. You bring up a, you put, bring up a very good point. You know, for 48 hours, okay, you waited 48 hours, but what also happened in that 48 hours? I don't More know. More sewage came out of the of the uh the plant. This is uh this has always been um 
uh, my mantra when it comes to that kind of thing. It should be 48 hours from the time I've learned it. Yeah. So it, it, not me, just you know me learning for everybody. The 48 hours from when everybody else hears about it. So if you hear about it like at 10 a.m., well, it's got to be 48 hours from then. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to have a groundswell of people trying to get back in. Oh, trying to get back in the water. That's right. Yeah. Uh, heavy rains on Sunday hampered areas of western and central Mass trying to recover from heavy rains and flooding earlier in the week. The National Weather Service warned of flash floods throughout the day with impacts across the state, including buckled roads and rising rivers. That was one thing uh, that I noticed last week driving up uh, through the hill towns was all the washouts coming in. And you get like a whole, like you just drive up on a on a, on a section and there's rocks in the middle of the road. Oh, yeah. Just coming off the side of the mountains. At uh, 5.43 p.m., the Weather Service confirmed an EF Zero tornado, which carries winds between 65 and 85 miles an hour, hit along the two-mile path in North Brookfield for a three-minute period beginning at 10.56 a.m. yesterday, citing help from local fire officials who led a tour of the area and amateur radio volunteers who provided initial damage reports. The Weather Service reported only damage to trees in the area. Yeah, those ham radio guys still hanging on. They're still going to be needed. Yeah, I, 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 I never really quite understood that whole thing. I don't know, Steve. Ugh, why does the, who turns the heat up to seventy six? I think it's automatically set because yeah. every time I come in here or or the uh, the thermostat upstairs is in my office and it's always like seventy six, seventy eight years, uh, seventy degrees when I get in. No, it's seventy eight years old too. Sometimes yeah. I feel like I'm seventy eight, but I, yeah, but I always turn it yeah. way the hell yeah. down because it's old man hot upstairs. It really is. It's like driving in a car with an old man who doesn't want to open the windows or turn the air conditioner on. Right, because it's, yeah. it's that Depression-era type of mentality. Yeah. And it's 85 and humid outside. And he's wearing his coat. Yes. Damage evaluations are ongoing, and there are indications that farms affected by last week's flooding were further impacted yesterday, and some farms that were not previously impacted have now felt those adverse effects, according to one state official. Farmers have reported that this weekend's rainfall has prevented them from dealing with the impacts of uh, last week's flood by making their fields inaccessible and unable to dry. I see uh, a story about Maura Healy last week coming to Northampton and commenting about how brown the river is. Yes, she did. Wow. She uh, she looked down you know, from, from the helicopter, from Jane Swift's helicopter, yeah. and said, wow, look how brown it is. This is the hero we need, folks. <laughs> Maura Healy. Yeah. Hey, the river is brown. I concur. The governor has spoken. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, people are still uh, dealing with it. It's, it's a mess. It's it's an absolute mess. Um, and you know, the thing about this is you're going to feel this for a very long period of time. Yeah. Even if it dries up starting today, which yeah. is not. But if it, let's just say hypothetically, it's you know it dries up and we don't get rain for another two weeks or a month. You're still going to feel the ramifications of all the damage yeah. and ecological uh, problems because of this. Well, I mean, you're talking about crops. Look at all the people growing asparagus and potatoes and tomatoes and everything else going oh, on I know, here. I know. Uh, bad year for those. The uh, Holyoke police are looking for a suspect in connection with a robbery at the Holyoke Mall on Friday, according to Lieutenant John Monahan of the uh, Holyoke Police Department. <coughs> oh, geez, what's going on there? Oh, I got a little fly in my throat. Really? Yeah, I kind of like inhaled it and I just spit it out. No kidding. That was gross. Gross. Anyway, according to John Monahan, 
Is it Monaghan or Monaghan? I always pronounce it as Monaghan. Monaghan. Is it Monaghan? Monaghan. Well, now his name is Monaghan from now on. <laughs> Lieutenant Monaghan <laughs> of the Holyoke Police Department. The uh, robbery occurred at Fernari Jewelers on Friday at about 4.30 p.m. Now, you know, uh, Mr. Fernari. Didn't? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. A couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. Was it that location it or was it another one. location? It was another one. I think it was the Enfield one. The en- right. Yeah, yeah. Someone tried to steal his stuff yeah. in the yeah. Enfield store. So, and Mr. Fanari used to be like a hockey player. Uh, he just jumps over the the, uh, the glass case and, if uh, I'm not mistaken, beat the living bejesus out of the guy that tried to rob his store. So I didn't see any beating on this video, but I was sent the video going, look at what a badass this guy is. And uh, you see him running after the suspect. A man wearing a white T-shirt was uh, looking at one of the pieces of jewelry and then ran off with it. The item has been recovered by a store manager, and the suspect has yet to be identified. There were no weapons or uh, injuries that occurred during the robbery. The case is currently uh, under investigation uh, by the Holyoke Police Department. He got the item back. Yeah, I would think he would. You know, what most people don't realize is they think, well, it's it's jewelry. It's not a, a, a rough man's type of business. Oh, no. You do not, and I repeat, do not want to screw with a jeweler. You know, let's go back to that Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Yes. Let's have a class in, uh, let's say you're going to rob a jewelry store. Do we have to take attendance? Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, Well, obviously, this particular guy wasn't there that day for that class. Robbing a, a mall jewelry store? Like, wouldn't... Wouldn't you be better served trying to rob like a freestanding building like near a highway where mm-hmm. you could easily like maybe run into the woods or you know give yourself a running chance at least to uh, right. get into a getaway car before uh, Mr. Fernari comes and lays a beat down on your ass for taking a stopwatch. Well, again, I don't know why this guy went to Fernari's. Um, I assume it's because all. The- all the jewelers in the Eastfield Mall yeah. <laughs> were kind of out of uh, out of operation, yeah. but uh, nevertheless, you're in a mall. There's cameras everywhere. Yeah, and the guy in the jewelry store has the potential to pound you like you've never been beat before. Like, uh, it's not a lot of a uh, lot of. Th- this is not exactly the crime of the century by a criminal mastermind. Joe Fernari's not the kind of guy that you want to walk up to and go, "What's up, pansy?" Oh no, then he no. would he would beat he would beat the living crap out. I believe his knuckles are made of diamonds. He would sh- he would stick he would wrap a cabochon is- ring around your neck, yeah. and we'll see who's got the last laugh. He's got twenty four carrots right on his right fist. He's gonna beat you with a whole bunch of carrots, and the diamonds are the pointy side up. So oh, yeah. Like, so they leave an imprint on your head. Right. Yeah, so when the guy goes to jail, the other criminals are like, you just got Fernari, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Mark of Zorro. That's it. Right on the, it's the Fernari mark, the diamond cut right <laughs> in the center of the forehead. What are you in for? Murder? Uh, Grand Theft Auto? What about you? I tried to I tried to knock over Fernari's jewelry. Whoa, whoa, hey. whoa, hey, whoa. stay away from this guy. <laughs> that takes that takes a lot of stone to do that. 
Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 89. Tomorrow, eh, more rain because we need it. 85 for a high tomorrow. 72 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 650, and uh, Alice Cooper with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunshine today, uh, finally, uh, with a high of 90. It just moved up a degree from 89 uh, just a few minutes ago. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 85. It's 73 right now, and very muggy. In downtown Springfield. Yeah, I already know that uh, if you miss any part of the Bax and Nagel show, you can always go back and listen to one of the daily podcasts. Yeah. That's uh, pretty simple. You can listen to it whenever it's convenient for you and not necessarily what's convenient for us. But uh, this week on Baxi's musical podcast, I'm going to be talking to uh, JT Woodruff from the band uh, Hawthorne Heights. It's an emo band that's been around for over 20 years. They're, they're putting together this really interesting eight-city uh, tour and they're coming through uh, Mansfield at the Xfinity Center on September 17th. It's the Massachusetts for Lovers Festival. It's an amazing idea and very, very cool. And you'll be able to hear that interview on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. It's all brought to you by ZM Home Buyers at ZMHomes.com and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Um, you know, I read this, uh, this story uh, over vacation. Well, which vacation did I? Which over. vacation, Steve? Remember. You're taking so many of them. I, well, you know, I need rest. I need lots of rest. <laughs> I've been going through a lot of, you know, a lot of tough times here. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, but Connecticut State Police, did you hear about any of this stuff? I really didn't hear very much about it. So, let me just uh, let me just pull up a a, a story that kind of encapsulates uh, what's going on here. A single Connecticut State Trooper logged 1,350 fraudulent traffic tickets into a Connecticut database meant to detect racial profiling. The finding is a key to a damning new audit of the Connecticut State Police, which reveals pervasive trooper malfeasance, including... Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? The thing all of a sudden puts a... a, You got to pay to read the rest of this article thing. You got to pay? Yeah. For news? For news. Are you kidding me? News should be free. It should be free. Well, I guess if you... Anyway, Connecticut State Troopers uh, may have uh, falsified tens of thousands of traffic stop records submitted to the state's racial profiling data reporting program, potentially skewing the numbers to reflect more infractions for white drivers and for black and Hispanic motorists. The revelation uh, was made in a report released uh, last week following an investigation last year by Hearst Connecticut Media Group revealing that in 2018, four state troopers had fabricated hundreds of traffic stop tickets for professional gain. The report was the result of a comprehensive audit by the Connecticut Racial Profiling Prohibition Project in the months after the investigation was published. Auditors reviewed more than 800,000 infractions submitted by 1,301 troopers stretching from 2014 to 2021. The inquiry showed that the overreporting and underreporting of traffic infractions went far beyond the four troopers first identified by internal affairs investigations and subsequent reporting. The researchers were able to corroborate 25,966 stops submitted to the racial profiling database while indicating that the number of falsified records could possibly exceed 58,000. Overreported traffic infractions by state troopers were more likely to involve non-white or white 
to involve white non-Hispanic drivers while the underreported violations were more likely to include black or Hispanic motorists. They're trying to like trying balance to- out the, hey, well, we don't want to make it look like it's a disproportionate member of the thing. Let's just make up some names. Yeah, let's 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 pick up some very Caucasian sounding names and uh, falsify some tickets. Where more than seventy four hundred traffic stop records were falsified by constables, researchers said, although they likely had minimal impact on the state's annual analysis of traffic data, given that constables contribute to less than five percent of all traffic stops reported by uh, by the state police. Identifying statistically significant discrepancies can be evidence of wrongdoing, but a formal investigation would need to confirm that, and that is beyond the scope of our audit, the report says. When we identify records as false, it is because they fail to meet any of the thresholds we try establish to try to link them to a real record, no matter uh, how tenuous that linkage might have been. So, like, how did you think you would not get caught up with that? Well, I mean, are they falsifying, like, license plates? Falsifying tickets. And they're making up the names and the license plate numbers. So then, obviously, <laughs> when somebody goes to look yeah. at what the name is, you know, the, let's say a judge goes, uh, a judge, you know, a clerk, magist- let's say the magistrate comes in the clerk for the, for, for the court for the day, for the traffic court. Sure. All right, judge, we got a lot of tickets to get through today. We're going to have to issue a lot of warrants because these people haven't paid their tickets. All right, who's the first on the docket? Well, this is this uh, Mr. Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> Oh, his name is my name, too. Well, wait a minute. The second case is the same name as well. <laughs> and who's this Barry McOchner? Right. Yeah. You know, um, you would think that these state cops know that there are audits done all the time. And if the state of Connecticut couldn't figure out how 56,000 people have not paid off their traffic tickets... That that might shoot off a real big red flag. Yeah. Who's uh, who's Mr. McGroin? Mr. Tug McGroin? Uh, is he, he here? No, but his brother Pat McGroin is uh, uh. is also looking at some uh, some points on his record. What about Mr. Rection? Mr. Hugh <laughs> G. Rection? <laughs> well, he's not here either, Judge. What about Mr. Hyman? Mr. Buster Hyman? <laughs> What about Glanz? Harry Glanz? Is he here today? What about Mr. Janus? Hugh Janus? Is he here? How about Richard Hertz from Holden? Oh, no. (laughs) That dick is long gone out of the state. But it's like, what a bunch of idiots. (laughs) They should kind of fall in line with Massachusetts state troopers. At least least they do things like, you know, no-show jobs and extra overtime. Yeah, yeah. This is such Bush League stuff with the falsified tickets. I think it's a little bit more than Bush League. I think it's a little bit more on the professional stupidity level. It's just about 657 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield and Traegerwood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you know, the second half of the baseball season is already underway. And in keeping with the Red Sox' recent dominance over largely horrible baseball teams, the Red Sox have now won 10 out of their last 12 games, including yesterday's beauty over the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field, where Masataka Yoshida jacked a grand slam and a two-run triple to guide the Red Sox to an 11-5 blowout victory. Am I gloating about it? Sure I am. Am I feeling an overwhelming chill of excitement? You're damn right. Get a lot of this. In these last 12 games, uh, the, the, these last 12 games have not only taken the Red Sox out of sole possession of last place in the division, they have now zoomed up into a tie with the Yankees for fourth place. Of course, that's still technically last place, but it's last place with a lot of company. 
How did this happen? Well, it might have had something to do with the Red Sox suddenly playing like a real live professional baseball team. It might also have something to do with the Reds, uh, with the Yankees only winning five out of the last 12 games. What is even more exciting is that the Red Sox are going to be in Oakland tonight playing against the worst team in baseball who are just 30 games out of first place in their division. Plus, they'll be playing the A's without all the distractions of a ticket-paying crowd since the A's already have the worst attendance in the game. Now, obviously, there's a long way to go before the season is over, and certainly there are many horrific possibilities that might derail the Red Sox' recent resurgence. But let's try to keep things into perspective. The Sox are only nine games out. They've got a record of 50 wins and 44 losses. That would be good enough for first place in the American League Central and good enough for third place in the American League West. The fact that there's a two-way tie for last place in their own division is slightly misleading. And with that way things are going, they're just three wins away from tying Toronto for third. Can these? Can this thing keep going? They're playing their next three games in Oakland. What could possibly go wrong? But hey, and if my yappin's worth brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the Ego Battery Powered Trimmer and Blower. Battery and charger included. Now $229 at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. You're saving almost $100. I'm looking at the Rockies app. You can pick up the flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock, rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 710 in Kansas with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 90. Tomorrow, not so sunny. Lots of rain, high of 85. It's 73 right now in downtown Springfield. What a distinct joy and pleasure it is to welcome back into the studio Scott Cohen. How What's, are you, Scotty? I'm great. You got the beard going still, man. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get used to it. I'm still at the itchy stage. I'm constantly, you know... Touching it. Yeah, dinking around with it. So, yeah, we'll see. It Have, looks, uh, it looks, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling it. He's giving free mustache rides if you're yeah. interested. <laughs> uh, but well, I, well, why don't you tell yeah, me how I, they are? I, and, I, I uh, could show maybe you. Maybe I'll. I could show you. Yeah, I, I have can. the charge. I'm sure you can. Uh, yeah, there you go. Anyway, anyway. Uh, welcome back. Yeah, you too. Yep, uh, Steve too. A little staycation. I'm on vacay next week. Okay. So right. you. Just want to warn you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going on vacation again this yeah, weekend. Yeah. St- Steve's been working his fingers to the bone, and so has to take as much time off as possible. You I know, said. To, I said to him, you know, I go, how long have you worked here? Because you are, you know, you've taken your fair share. Yeah. And you said 15 years. 18. Years 18 years. This August. That's yeah. nuts. Next month, I'll be 18 years. Here. Wow. And yeah. but it'll be 11 for. Um, it's 11 for me. That's crazy. How oh, about yeah. you? What you? Oh. Well, let me do the math here because I don't I don't even count anymore. And it's I don't like even 20, do the math. 28 years. It's 28 years. 28 years. Now, 11 years. How long have you been doing sports? Since uh, I, I, started, I started getting paid yeah. to do it in 1980. Wow. So I turned on the, uh, the radio last week to listen to this segment, uh, you know, just for a couple of seconds. Sure. Anyway. As much as you can and stand. Then I, and I hear uh, you say, well, oh, with Marty here, at least maybe three of us can talk about sports. Oh, boy. And <laughs> always I, feeling ill used. And then all of a sudden, I started having flashbacks of all the people that w- will write me every, well, not every morning, but at least once or twice a week. Hey, is Cohen High, the Bruins lost last night, or the Red Sox <laughs> score was off? 
You know, a guy who says he knows about sports really doesn't know all that much. Buddy, I get up. It's yeah, like, I you know, know like it's 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. You got to gotta cut me slack every once in a no, while. No, I'm not cutting you slack. I say 99.9% no, no. of the time yeah. I'm on point. Yeah, but, you are yeah. slackless. What lets <laughs> it just It just goes along with my whole, anybody who talks about sports is just reiterating garbage they heard somewhere else. And you know what? And it's, it, that, that is that, number that ex- one, that's very true. Yeah. And number two, um... Sports fans, the people who who you're talking about, you know, God bless them because they're the ones that make the world go around. If they didn't pay attention, we wouldn't. I wouldn't have a job. But they're also the they're the most critical, nitpicky sons of bitches mm-hmm. that walk the face yeah, of the earth. But it's like, look, I've been doing this for forty three years, and I can take it. Yeah, I got thick skin. Listen, if if Scott messes up a score or a, a result, it's only because he's very, very old and weak. I'm old, yeah, fade. I'm old. He's an old man. He's I'm confused. Old man. I'm an old man. I'm confused. <laughs> I was still in high school in 1980 when he was starting. Yeah, in his, his, I mean, uh, your you know, career. Right. When you think, you know, it's like you don't you don't think about it. But the fact that, the fact is that's true. Yeah. I mean, there are, I've had, I, I said to you, do you remember Dave Guthrow, who was my number two guy at Channel 40? Yeah. And, you know, he's he's he came here, he's gone on to a couple other broadcast jobs, now he's got a, a, he's got a corporate job, he's got a house, a wife, two kids. Dude, I've been doing this forever. Yeah. Forever. I know. I know. And, and now here we you. are. And now look at you. And look now, at, look, look at, at all the successful people that have passed you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I listen, I've got I've got guys that have that I've mentored. I, I suppose I have. You know, they're I mean, they're in Dallas, they're at ESPN, they're here, they're uh, uh, one guy, John Ireland, who I worked with um, down in mm. Texas many, many, many years ago, is the radio play by play guy for the LA Lakers. And do they like credit you for their success yeah well they when i talk to them they do hey i just want to big a big shout out to the biggest phony in the <laughs> in, uh, area scott cohen buddy if you're yeah. gonna be a phony yeah, be, a be, be a big go 100 percent. go 100 percent. let's uh let's talk about a few things here uh deandre hopkins yeah uh, tough one backseat that's a miss i think that's a big miss yeah. i mean i i understand why they wouldn't want to give you know essentially 36 million dollars over two years to any player Especially since they uh, twenty six, twenty six plus incentives plus incentives, right? Yep, you're right. Uh, especially since they got to pay for that two hundred eighteen foot uh, <laughs> lighthouse and that twenty two thousand square foot video screen. Yeah, I mean, that's, how, got, that's a capital. That? Im- that's a capital improvement. Well, it does, it's not, doesn't come out of salary. I know, but you know, it's you know, that's the kind of you know free agent signing that I think all of us were kind of thinking. Man, it would be great to get a, a five time Pro Bowler on this team. Who, who could maybe make Mac they, Jones look like a legitimate quarterback? There's no doubt if you're go, if you're going to if you're going to a make the playoffs, go deep in the playoffs, and really think that you are a legitimate contender uh, for for a, a championship. When a guy like that comes along, that's the kind of guy you've got to maybe overspend for and get him on your roster. And I'll I'll bet the the difference in money between Tennessee and New England was not that much. New, uh, Tennessee so the, did the give rumor. Him, the rumor that I'm hearing was that the Patriots weren't even close. Uh, are you sure about that? That's, I have read I, that like three different times huh. that, that they what the Patriots were offering, and that's not public yet. Yep, uh, or it may never be public. Wasn't even close to what the Titans yeah, were offering. Well, that uh, that would a that would surprise me. I'm not saying it's not true, but if that is true, that's that's even that's even worse because you, if you're you've got to. 
every once in a while you've got to invest on skilled players to, like you say, make your quarterback look good. And I, they that's a miss. Um, the Red Sox are uh, are on past uh, the first test, as I said in the sportscast. Past the first test, they are now in a uh, a two way tie for fourth place, Ooh. which is still last place, last but it's place. still but it's still a two way tie. They're going up. Yankees are struggling. And uh, they got a three-game series in Oakland, which is a god-awful team in a god-awful place with no fans. Right. And, we, you know, we kind of said that, that uh, obviously, you know, the Cubs in Oakland, they've got a road trip here that they're they're about to get into the middle of. It's a, it's a chance to play inferior teams and get a little momentum going. They've won seven of eight. Uh, offensively, they look great. Uh, they've gotten, uh, you know, two out of two out of the three games over the weekend. Um, uh, Bayo and Crawford pitched well on Friday and Sunday. So yeah, man, you know they're 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 doing enough to keep us uh, to make us pay attention. And yeah, and they, right now that that may be enough. I mean, I, know, I mean, obviously they're just coming off the the All Star break. And yes, it's it's the Cubs. The Cubs are not a real strong team. But you know, they've won ten out of the last twelve games. I mean, that's that's. And it and it's and then and the All Star break doesn't seem to have damaged that no. they 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 are playing dominantly right now, yep. but there's a long way to go. But they're only nine games out, and if they were if this were the American League Central, they'd be in first place. They'd be in first place, and and un, you know unfortunately for them, uh, Tampa Bay's having a, a career season. The Orioles are, I mean, they're almost twenty games over five hundred, which you know I don't think anybody expected. So yeah, but I mean you know they they. Um, you know, hopscotch the uh, the Blue Jays there and get themselves into third place. That's um, that that's a good season. I didn't uh, I didn't watch Wimbledon yesterday, but uh, sounds like I missed a, a hell of a day. Oh my God, it was ex- uh, in a good way. It was excruciating to watch. Um, got home from Boston, sat down. Uh, the match was almost five hours long. You know, you've got uh, that ki- the kid Alcaraz, who's the number one player in the world. Uh, Djokovic, who is number two. They were the number one and the number two seed. You know, you got the young kid who's the upstart against the guy who's won the you know the twenty some odd Grand Slam. It w- I mean, it was just pure tennis theater. And man, back and forth and back and forth they went. And that kid is just a beast, and he's only twenty years old. I'm kind of sad I missed it because you know when. <laughs> When you're watching Wimbledon and you, and you see or any, or any of the majors, but particularly Wimbledon, when you see Wimbledon come down to that kind of battle, right. I mean, five hours is a long time to commit to anything. It was. As a That's fan. what I mean. Tell yeah. me about it. But when you're seeing a when you're seeing a match like that, and because you know, remember the old, you know, the old uh, the old ones Bo- with the Borg, Borg and, and Ma- McEnroe. Borg and McEnroe. Yes, you know, just total battles between two right. unbelievable unbelievable players that's actually that was actually what it kind of um it kind of reminded me of you know you were talking about how long i've been uh doing this job you know back in the early 80s it was borg and and McEnroe, and it that was like it was must see tv every time they got together yeah. you know you never knew what was going to happen that that um that match yesterday kind of reminded me of of that era and you know, Djokovic isn't going anywhere quite yet. He's still playing at the top of his game. This kid is is the new star in tennis. The U.S. Opens next. He won it. He won the U.S. Open last year. So yeah, the the the, fa- the future of tennis was on full display yesterday. You and I were talking off the air about uh, the passing of uh, Mike Vaz, just a, you know, a a local athletic legend in in, uh, in Springfield. Tell tell me a little bit about uh, what what about him. Well, one of the, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, when again, when I, you know, look back on the work that I used to do on TV, you know, covering the high school kids, 
here in Western Mass was probably, you know, um, was really kind of my favorite part, despite all the, you know, the other cool stuff that we had a chance to do. Um, Mike Vaz was, he went to Commerce. Uh, he was he was just a prolific basketball player, but f- uh, football was was the sport that he he loved the most. And you know, I'm sure you know you you probably you know read some stuff in the paper, read some things on Mass Live. And for people who don't know who he was, he was he was a larger uh, than life uh, character. He was a sweet kid, uh, a s- smile that would light up a room. Mm. Uh, represented himself and 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 his school really well, um, and if if you if there's a, a a microcosm if you wanted to know about his legend if you will, um, during the basketball Hall of Fame week, you know all the the big names come in, and I they asked me to MC like a citizenship sports citizenship thing over at the old Cathedral High School, yeah, and all of a sudden kind of like. Uh, as a surprise to me, they they obviously had it worked out in the middle of the uh, of the presentation on from stage right walks Magic Johnson. OK, he 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 walks on stage. All the kids, the student athletes in in the audience just go absolutely bananas. And um, so, you know, I just handed the microphone to Magic and he starts, you know, giving a little presentation. And he said, as he goes, is uh, he goes, is, is Mike Vaz in the room? And Vaz was there. And, you know, he kind of raised his hand and he stood up. He goes, you know what he says? I've, I've been in town for a few days now. He says, I've uh, I've heard a lot about you. I'm you know, I'm going to try to see if I can, you know, maybe catch one of your games one of these days. Wow. So Magic Johnson comes on stage and singles out Mike Vaz, who was sitting in the audience out of all the other student athletes who were there. That's that's how that is the legend of Mike Vaz. Wow. Yeah. And, he, you know, he obviously had a terrible tragedy happen to him earlier in his life and and it, it cut his his life short. But one of the all time greats and just a great, great kid. Magic Johnson, huh? Magic Johnson. One of the most positive players I've known. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, at well, least you, a, you did it a positive him. story. And it, yeah, don't very you think? Positive yeah, story. very positive yeah, everything story. Everything positive about that guy. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to be off next week. Yeah, I'm <laughs> off. Uh, yeah, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, next week I'm going to be off. And um, so, Steve, so you're on your own, buddy. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm we'll, not on my own. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure out. We'll figure something. It's good to see you. Good to see you guys, too. It's 723 with Bax and Nagel and Scott Cohen on Rock 102. It's 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, well, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because uh, it's in there now. Or it should be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, it's now, uh, it's now in. Yeah, it's actually going to be pretty sunny today. So. Yeah, but, to, but tomorrow is going to be another crappy day. Well, I mean, it, it happens. I mean, uh, you know... Uh, we we get we get these bands of crappy weather mm-hmm. uh, throughout New England uh, here and there, and uh, we, yeah, need, a, we but, need a good heavy snow season. That's what we really need. You know, if you think about it, if if you had that kind of weather in uh, December or January, yeah, we'd probably be uh, you know nine feet under under snow. Probably. Anyway, that's that's how bad the rain has been. Yeah, I was uh, listening to uh, the New York uh, news station. And they were talking about, uh, like out on Long Island, five inches of rain in two hours. Jesus. And the, and the lady from the National Weather Service was like, 
five inches of rain on a day in any given day is a lot of rain. Yeah. Five inches of rain in two hours. And, you know, these people being swept away by the currents and, you know, people driving down the street and their car just, you know, because it's flash flooding. You, you don't know when it's going to happen. So I, uh, I may have the numbers all wrong here, which would be very surprising because usually I'm really locked into the math. But um, I, my understanding is that an inch of rain would be the same equivalent to almost 10 inches of snow. Is that right? Uh, sure. Anyway, uh, imagine what five inches would be. That would be uh, 50 inches. Uh, 50 inches? Yeah. You haven't seen uh, the likes of 50 inches in uh, probably a year and a half. No, I, I'm probably not. I would <laughs> not 50. No. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Rain to snow ratio. Because I think, I don't know. How much snow does it take to equal an inch of rain? This varies depending on the type of snow, but one inch of water, you need ten inches of average snow. Wow, See, there that's, you go. Uh, wow, you were actually I, right about. I actually think I heard talking out of your ass about. Well, it. no, I'm not talking about my out no, of my but ass. Most but... of the time, you do. You, oh yeah, you make up things. Sure, you make up numbers. Right, but, but I, I think had it... to fact check you on the air. But I think this is one of those things that uh, I learned from uh, the great Tom Bavacqua. Yeah, if you're gonna. You're going to call uh, me just making things up out of the air. Then, then you're calling him a liar, and I would not do that if I were you. Did you catch him between the 6 and 11 when he was having three martinis deep over at the Sheraton with that information? Yeah, and he was uh, spilling out a lot of information that yeah. night. Ah, let me tell you about the weather here, kid. <laughs> you want to hear it now, or do you want to wait till 11? Well, that's a, and that's why I bought the second round. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's why I did it. 729 on Rockwood 02. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Morning fog will give way to... 731 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news and it is brought to you by Western Mass Masons, your preferred contractor for foundations and chimneys. Your local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Oh, guess what, Bax? Uh, what? King Street in Northampton is back open! Yeah! North, North King Street, that is. How's South King Street doing? Oh, uh, I think that's still okay. North King Street is uh, impassable around the River Valley. Uh, this was this was yesterday's story. It, North King Street was impassable around the River Valley Co-op due to a large tree across the road and on power lines. It was advised to use another route when traveling yesterday, according to the Northampton Police Department. But uh, it is back open. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's the tree is gone and the lines are picked up, and it's going to be a sunshiny, bright day. That's exactly what we need. Yeah, you know, uh, really. But, you know, we do need the rain, I think. Uh, that's always good for the for the earth. Yeah, for the earth, uh, but not this much rain. This yeah. is a, this yeah, is a, a little lot. A little soaking. Yeah, it, it's like uh, you can never win. You know, we've had we've had super dry summers where we're like, oh, my God, we're going to all the wells are going to dry up. And then, what, you know, a year later, here we are. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, the crazy part about it is, you know, we could still have a red flag warning. Yeah. At, you know, after being, you know, all soaked up and saturated. Yeah. You know, red flag warning only took a couple of weeks to get. Somebody needs to talk to the weather people about uh, ordering this kind of stuff. Yeah. And the weather people don't know uh, Jack. You know, you know La- Lapis is sitting there with his uh, little rain stick and, uh, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, when he gets it wrong, he just keeps moving along. You know, just like, you know, oh, no, that was yes, that was yesterday's forecast. I'm already on to another forecast. I'm thinking about what's going on in the next hour. Yes. And when I can leave here. 
That, that sounds more like lapis. Uh, an EFO, EFO, EFEFO tornado. <laughs> it's EF0. Tornado. Touchdown. In Is North- that where uh, old McDonald had a farm? Uh, had a farm. Right. And it was... Uh, Washed away in the storm. Old McDonald had a farm. But an EFO, EFO, EFO <laughs> took it away. The uh, tornado had a path of two miles in length and about 250 yards wide and moved to an estimated 500, or I'm sorry, 800 miles per hour. Oh, wait a minute. 80 miles per hour. What am I doing here? I don't. I'm yeah, exaggerating it, numbers. You know, it's your first day back after being off for like the last seven and a half months. And you know what? It's it's hard to just get in the swing of things. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, I'm new here. Yes. I feel like I'm new here. You just told you yeah. just called Cohen. You've been here for 19 years. There was some damage done, though, to nearby trees. An EF0 tornado is the weakest type of tornado, typically causing minor damage with estimated winds of 65 to 85 miles per hour. Whether it be the weakest or the strongest, it's still a tornado. It's still not something that you definitely want to no. uh, have happen in it, your in your neighborhood. It would definitely ruin your patio set if it hit you. Oh, get the hallelujah ready. Route 57 by the Granville Country Store is now open. That was closed due to flooding yesterday as well. It was asked by the Granville Police Department, the one guy... (laughs) Not the the one guy working uh, that shift. Right. One guy. To uh, use another route when traveling due to the forecasted weather alerts and the uh, tornado warning. I think in Granville, uh, it's just designated spokespeople for the town. Yeah. Like oh, it's, uh, this guy's uh, got a little break in his farming because of all the flooding. Can you give us an update? Oh yeah, the road's back open. All right. <laughs> now you sure? It is does does the uh, the one guy know for sure, or is he just guessing? Well, um, uh, maybe he had a, a kayak out there and uh, ran out of water and just started hitting pavement. And he's like, oh, we're gonna open the road again. That's you know. probably good enough for Granville. Uh, the Enfield police uh, are seeking the public's help in identifying suspects that are involved in an identity theft incident. According to the Enfield police, these individuals pictured on their Facebook page are suspected to be involved in an identity theft incident in Enfield because we like to repeat the first line we did to add more words to lengthen the story. Right. If you have information about these suspects or whereabouts, contact Officer Williams uh Officer Williams, number 475. I've never seen that type of... Was that his badge number or his uh, extension? It's pro- I don't know. It's a hashtag, so I I would think it would be a, a maybe a badge number. Why would you do I that? I don't know. Why don't you just give the phone number with an extension? Well, they did. Oh, yeah. See, the extension is 14. They give you the whole phone number. They give his email or her email. I don't know, you know, who Officer Williams is. Um, yeah, I, uh, number four seventy-five. Is there that many Officer Williams in the Enfield Police Department that there's four hundred and seventy-five of them, and you need to identify which one it is? Couldn't tell you. I'm guessing that's a badge number. I can't imagine that. Since uh, when did they ever give a badge number? Uh, well, I guess uh, up until right now. That's. That's what they did. They they just started doing it today. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sanitary conditions up in Greenfield, not so good right now. A sanitary sewer overflow has been discovered. Uh, that was uh, discovered yesterday, according to a news release from the city of Greenfield. The Water Poli- Pollution Control Plant and Department of Public Works discovered the discharge of untreated sewage and waste. 
That untreated sewage was being discharged from a regulator chamber outfall that is behind 302 Deerfield Street located along the Green River. The sewage is was was discharging 529 gallons per minute. Am I crazy or is that a lot of sewage? It's a lot of poo. Yes. That's disgusting. It's so disgusting. And uh, caused by the uh, rain during the flood watch, the overflow was impacting the Green River and Deerfield River in Greenfield, as well as the Connecticut River in Deerfield, Montague, and Sunderland. Now, the headline says uh, three rivers affected by Greenfield overflow. And I'm like... They're not even the same part of the state. No, but they're talking about three different rivers. Oh, right. The Green right, River, three the rivers. Deerfield River, and the, uh, the Connecticut River. I mean, you know, three rivers and Palmers a long distance away from Deerfield. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not a big fan of river swimming anyway. Like, there's something about rivers that yeah. uh, don't really uh, sit well with me. Lakes I can do... But it has to be a calm lake, and it has to be clear enough that I can see the bottom, at least on the shoreline. I'm not a big fan of lake swimming. Yeah, or pond swimming. I, you know what it is? What? I don't like. Uh, I don't like the plants. You don't like the idea of the brain-eating amoeba that is in freshwater ponds. Yeah, some freshwater ponds in uh, in this. Well, those little tiny fish that are supposed to swim inside <laughs> of you. I don't like that either. But I definitely don't like when, like when. You know, weeds, underwater weeds are touching your feet while you swim. Ugh, I don't like that. What kind of fish are swimming inside of you? Oh, yeah, they come right at you and they're right inside of you. Well, the boys are swimming. Is that That's right. Yeah? yeah? Oh, yeah. They don't. They, they like it. They're right inside of you. Next thing you know, you got some sort of shad factory working in your insides. Remember uh, Kim Kardashian was promoting that uh, little fish that eat the dead skin off your feet? Yeah. Like a pedicure? She must have something to say. Well, I think she did have something to say at the time, but, uh, you know, she's silenced right now. And Caitlin? Oh, well, I once gave her the uh, Greenfield, <laughs> the Green River goo goblin, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I kind of know what the you're saying. The Deerfield Downwatch. <laughs> where the CT in Connecticut doesn't stand for Connecticut. <laughs> Not your Hollywood drug order over there. <laughs> uh, uh, going back to uh, Connecticut with these uh, with these tickets. Now we heard a little bit uh, more information about these. Uh, this was an audit conducted uh, from the Connecticut State Police. This happened like a week ago. Connecticut State Police troopers may have falsified tens of thousands of traffic stop records submitted to the state's racial profiling data reporting program, potentially skewing the numbers to reflect or more infractions. For white drivers and fewer for uh, black and Hispanic motorists. The revelation was made in a report released Wednesday following an investigation last year by Hearst Connecticut Media Group, revealing that in 2018, four state troopers had fabricated hundreds of traffic stop tickets for professional gain. The report was a result of a comprehensive audit by the Connecticut Racial Profiling Prohibition Project in the months after the investigation was published. Auditors reviewed more than 800,000 infractions submitted by 1,301 troopers stretching from 2014 to 2021. The inquiry showed that the overreporting and underreporting of traffic infractions went far beyond the four troopers first identified by internal affairs investigations and subsequent reporting. The researchers were unable to corroborate 25,966 stops <laughs> submitted to the racial profiling database while indicating that the number of falsified records could possibly exceed 58,000. Jesus. Overreported traffic infractions by state troopers were more likely to involve non-white uh, or white 
I'm sorry, white non-Hispanic drivers, while the underreported violations were more likely to include black or Hispanic motorists, according to the report. More than 7,400 7, traffic stops were falsified by constables, researchers said, though they had likely had a minimal impact on the state's annual analysis of traffic data, given that constables contribute less than 5% of all stops reported by state police. Yeah, difference, those constable things, they're different functions in different states. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't even know what a constable is. Well, like the constable in my town or like the little, uh, you know, hill towns and stuff, they're kind of there to do like the voting machines and... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you right. Know, uh, I don't know what else. I don't know what else they do. But the constables that you're talking about are, well, he's are always, different. He's always at the crank box. Yeah, right. He's on crank. The crank box... You know, uh, be that as it may, I would assume that it does skew the final numbers of you know who's getting tickets and 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 where. Uh, but it just seems to me that you know, how would you anybody? How would anybody expect that this would be unfound? That like nobody would find this? I don't know. There's lots of people who think they can get away with a bunch of stuff, and they do. First, I mean, this has been happening since 2018. So that's a five-year period or even a four-year period if you only count up to 2021 or 22. Yeah. Um, So, hey, if you're getting away with it, it's about the greed part. It's about to say, hey, look, it's not greedy because you're not making any money off it, but you're – you're falsifying something going, hey, I can get away with this by uh, just putting this in there. But, you know, at some point, every <laughs> every ruse gets exposed by somebody. You know, I mean, this, the the likelihood that no one would ever find this is pretty minimal. And yeah. now and now you've got, you know, state troopers in Connecticut acting like they're state troopers in Massachusetts. And I don't like it. Not that not the Massachusetts state troopers would do something like this. But they would take extra overtime to write up those tickets. Well, one of the other stories that I that I couldn't read here for some reason because of the uh, the blockage on the uh, the the, subs- well, the paywall the script- uh, subscription thing. Yeah, was saying that the top cop who's been accused of falsifying like the most number of records. Right. They won't reveal his name and they won't say whether he still works for the department or not. See, this is this is the thing that you know when you don't when you when you don't have accountability for anything. This is where people get more angry when you're not doing anything about it, other than going, "Let's just wait and see how this whole thing pans out." <laughs> well, have thirteen hundred people involved in this thing. It's well, not like you know our, five our, troopers or even a hundred of them. The people who say, "Let's wait how this pans out," yeah. aren't they the people that are that are responsible for figuring out? <laughs> How this is going to pan out? Well, that was uh, that was uh, one of those comments was from you know, the governor, yeah, Ned Lamont. Ned Lamont, who uh, you know probably is trying to come up with a oh, man. What the hell do we tell these people? <laughs> you're like it's a total dodge of the problems. Like let's wait to see how this works out. No, you're the guy who's supposed to figure out how this works out. All right, let's just blame it on everything on the pandemic. Let's just say, hey, look, everything just got crazy. And we didn't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, how could we meet our quotas when everybody was socially distancing yeah. and staying home? So we just made it up. It's no big deal. Just a little lie. Co- that's all. College kids submit fake papers all the time. What's the difference? These are all generated by AI. Yeah. I was just going to say that. AI generated <laughs> tickets. Again, with the Jacob Jingleheimer Schmitz, 
And then the other guy, oh, the one right after him was his name. His name, name too. <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, whenever he drives by, that's what we yell at him. Yes. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Well, how did you see him if he was going 85 miles an hour like you said on the ticket? <laughs> I just know it's him, okay? Nobody else drives a Prius like that. John Jacob, you think John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt is driving around in a Prius? I have no idea. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. Uh, Going to be sunny with a high of 89. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 86. It is currently 73 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Are you? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751, and Sammy Hagar with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, muggy out there, and will continue to be muggy because the humidity is at 95% right now. <laughs> and uh, will be for the rest of the day. High of 89 with sunshine, though. Tomorrow, uh, more mugginess with more rain with a high of 86. It's 73 right now in downtown Springfield. Join the Rock 102 Road Crew this Wednesday from 7 to 8 at the Hangar Pub and Grill in Greenfield. The first 50 people that come to the Rock 102 table receive a limited edition Rock 102 Greenfield's Classic Rock t-shirt. And while you're there, try the Hangar's limited edition wing sauces and get an Amherst Brewing beer on draft. That's uh, this Wednesday, 7 to 8 p.m. at the Hangar Pub and Grill 30 Federal Street in Greenfield from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Ooh, a special T-shirt. Special T-shirt. We don't do that very often. No, we do not. Hey, uh, do you want to hear something? I do. Well, now hear this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, we didn't didn't do this bit once while you were gone. Why? Because I got enough to do. News sucks the life out of me. I, I don't have time to do all these little things. Listen, they subscribe to this service. We get the clips for free. We don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't scour in the internet. You have access to this. You know. Uh, you've seen it before. Oh, oh, Jesus. All right. Fine. All right. You ready? Yeah. Hey, a uh, member of the. Uh, you know, we're talking about uh, rogue cops uh, yes. writing false tickets in Connecticut. Well, in Detroit, uh, a member of the Detroit Police Board of Commissioners, Brian Ferguson, has resigned after being caught with a prostitute and performing sex acts. Ferguson said that it's all a big misunderstanding. Here is uh, Detroit Police Captain Jason Bates. (laughs) Jason. Jason. uh, Talking about what the officers saw. From my information, when they came upon his vehicle, he was having a sex act conducted on him at that time. Mr. Brian Ferguson stepped out, identified himself as a Detroit police commissioner. Obviously, it was blatant. It's, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning. It, you know, it's light out. A title or a position uh, doesn't make him above the law. Ooh. When we came upon the car. At the crack of dawn. What do you do? The name, one of the, the, name, the, name of the woman was Dawn. You wipe it off and you tell Dawn to go home. That's hey. what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Steph Curry won yes. the American uh, Century Championship yesterday in Lake Tahoe. On Saturday, he made a hole-in-one. When he made it, he threw off his hat and ran all the way from the tee box to the hole to the delight of the crowd. They interviewed him right after it happened. And it's obvious he can really play. Ah! Yeah, this is right at it if it gets there. How about that? Oh, 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 are you kidding me? <laughs> That's got to be pretty cool. He may not stop till he gets to the Bay Area. And it vaults Curry to a 10-point lead. Right, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Here's the problem with that. Yeah. He's going to buy drinks for everybody at the clubhouse I now, know. Which I think is the worst thing. That's the worst thing 
you could possibly do. Can you hand that big fat check to the bartender at the clubhouse <sighs> I on don't the even, 19th hole? I, I don't know. I, I just I just know that if, if I'm going to buy drinks at the clubhouse, there better be nobody inside of it. Uh, here is a, a Colorado family claiming that a pizza delivery driver stole their cat who had escaped out of their house, and they have video footage of it happening. The delivery driver claims that it wasn't them. Here is uh, Jennifer Chummel talking about what happened to their family cat, Pinto. She petted him, and then a few minutes go by, and he's in the car with her, and they're driving off. They were delivering pizza to my neighbor across the street. It happens. People lose their pets, but it's nice if someone, you know, returned them or knocked to ask if it belonged to you. And the driver tells me, you're accusing me of this, and I didn't do it. And I was like, well, I have video that you did. And she just basically says, it wasn't me. It wasn't me, pulling the shaggy defense. Then when the uh, cop pulls her over and goes, do you have a pussy cat inside your vehicle, madam? No, that's just anchovies on the pizza I've delivered. (laughs) Uh, TikTok. Somebody's got to clean that box. TikTok. Yes. You got me addicted to this thing. It's a big life suck. Isn't it? It is. But I find some pretty cool stuff on here, and this is uh, from the account There I Ruined It, where they take AI to create new songs out of old songs. You ready? Here's <laughs> okay. here's uh, the man in black, or the man in pink, if you will. Hello, I'm not Johnny Cash. <laughs> I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. Oh, come on, Barbie, let's go party. Cause I'm in a Barbie world. If you wanna be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. Make it last forever, friendship never ends. Up my hands, up to play my song. The butterflies fly away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a party in the USA. <laughs> this is this is some pretty good stuff on here. That and is then good. They, and then they have uh, this one uh, from from Elvis Presley. There we go. While I paint plots and I cannot lie <laughs> You are the brothers I can't deny That when a girl walks in with an itty bitty weight Stand around painting in your face You get sprung No, you get sprung Deep in the dream she's wearing I looked and I can't stop staring Baby got mad My anaconda don't want mine and then she got the buns hot I'm begging for a piece of that bubble So go and find that jersey double You get sprung Oh, you get sprung Ah, very good, oh, very good, good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull that down a little bit there It's uh, it's 7.58 And that is Now Hear This With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102 And now, Bax's View from the Couch Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware Your grilling headquarters Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens And Traeger Wood Fired Grills Hey, good morning sports fans How the heck are you? Well folks, you know what they say Money talks and BS walks 
In this case, the New England Patriots are finding themselves coming up short in the quest to have signed free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. How short? Really short. Yesterday was reported that Hopkins, the five-time Pro Bowler, has agreed to a two-year contract with the Tennessee Titans who agreed to pay him $26 million. That also comes with a bucket load of incentives that could tack on an additional $6 million. How much were the Patriots off in getting uh, DeAndre Hopkins? They weren't offering anything close to that. And so, uh, everyone sure looked fat and happy when he came to Foxborough about a month ago, but when push comes to shove, what would you rather do? Play for a team that's won six Super Bowls or play for a team that's going to pay you a half million dollars every two weeks? I, like most reasonable people, would choose option number two. Why the Patriots didn't come up with a better offer, I don't know. But there are a couple things that I have in mind. First... The Patriots had to use that money for the new 22,000-square-foot video screen and that 218-foot lighthouse in the end zone. Secondly, DeAndre Hopkins hasn't played a full season in three years. Two years ago, he had knee problems, only played nine games, and the year after that, he was suspended for six games for violating the league's substance abuse policy. Do you want to spend $13 million a year on a guy like that? Not if, it's, not if you're going to be building the largest lighthouse and video screen in North America, you don't. So where does this leave the Patriots for next season for wide receivers? Well, you still got Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, and Kayshawn Boot. Maybe one of those guys will step things up a notch. All I know is DeAndre Hopkins isn't coming here. Instead, he chose to play for a team that's actually had a worse record last year than the Patriots did. What they do have, however, is a two-year contract worth $26 million for the guy, whereas the Patriots did not. And so, the Patriots failed to get their guy. Of course, once you see that new video screen, you're going to forget all about what's-his-name and move on with your life. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Bob of the Agawam Rockies is a man of steel. Steel chainsaws, blowers, trimmers. Bob is a steel-trained expert and can show you why the orange and white is the only way to go. Good people like Bob and Rock Solid Service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the camera. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, The sun is actually shining right now, which, uh, do you ever see that thing before? What is that big yellow orb in the air? A big giant ball of fire in the yeah. sky. <laughs> um, Maybe that'll dry things out. Sunny and a high of 90 today, although you could see a chance of a thunderstorm late this afternoon into this evening. Tomorrow, uh, rainy with a high of 86. It's 74 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I don't want to make this sound uh, nearly as emotional as you could interpret it to be, yeah. but it's uh, it's nice to have you back from your vacation. Oh, well, I, uh, you know what, though? I've been here for uh, three and a half hours. I'm going to have to take another vacation. Next well, you've week. earned it. That yeah. three and a half hours has been yeah, uh, exceptional, I'll, and you've uh, really put your nose to the grindstone. I'll be I'll be off again uh, next week. Yeah, yeah. And Marty will be back. And Marty's fun. Uh, everybody oh, loves Marty, listen. and I love Marty. I love listening to Marty. And uh, it's like it's like oh, uh, let someone funnier do your job. That's fine. Now to uh, to easily transition into your yeah. next week off, mm -hmm. uh, it's my understanding that Marty will be here on Friday. He will. That's his impression. Well, that would work out even better for me then, <laughs> if that's the case. So, yeah, I, I don't think that means you take the day off. I just think that yeah. means that uh, it'll be the three of us. Oh, it'll be the three of us here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I could take the day off too. I thought he. Uh, I thought he uh, ran this past you. No, it's fine. But you know what? Uh, I, as I told you, because he showed up the the week of the fourth, you were off. Yeah. And then 
we actually do, weren't live here until Wednesday, and he showed up on Monday <laughs> because I didn't tell him that we were off Monday and uh, Tuesday because yeah. that was kind of a last minute uh, kind of deal breaker from the boss. And uh, he, uh, he he's calling me at like five fifteen in the morning, going, "Hey man, uh, you want to let me in?" And I'm like, "Oh man, you're not even supposed to be there today." And then uh, you know he writes on Facebook that he's like, "Scratch that, I'll I'll be on Wednesday." Yeah, and I said, "Welcome to the world of uh, communications where we don't communicate anything to yeah. anybody." Well, I think in, in in that case, if he does come in on Friday, we should probably yeah uh, discuss that ahead um, of time. But uh, I've been I've been uh, having quite a busy summer. Uh, lots lots going on. I, I mean I I did the MGM thing. Uh, I went on this past Friday to the to the Zach Brown cover band, yeah. which was pretty good. They were pretty good. Uh, uh, pretty good show that they put on there. Actually, all the shows at MGM have been fantastic. The, the, that Free Music Friday uh, yeah. series has been uh, fantastic. And uh, you know, huge I, crowds. I had talked about this w- with Marty a little bit, but the uh, remember remember the band I was introducing the week before you went away, the the uh, salsa band. Yeah, the salsa band. Yeah. And uh, I got out of having to introduce it. Remember, we were talking about like don't screw up the name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, who was it? Uh, wasn't was it Orlando Ramos? No, it was. Uh, the other state, uh, he's a state rep. Uh, Adam uh, Gomez. Adam Gomez. I think, okay. I think it was. I don't remember now. I, it, it was somebody Adam, else. Adam's the taller of the two. Yes, I think it was Adam. Okay. Yes. And uh, I don't know. I was smoking a lot of weed that night. Anyway, uh, he was there, and he got to introduce the band. Oh, that's probably yeah, so, that's, that's good. Uh, so it's just great. All I have to do is introduce him, and then he introduced the band. It's like a tag team kind of thing. If that would have been crazy if he was the one that messed up the name of the band. I don't think he he has that very um, uh, the role of the tongue. Yeah, I don't know? have it's, that. Well, I don't have that uh, that I don't I don't speak fluent uh, uh, English English <laughs> to begin with. Um, but uh, but that was a cool show. Yeah, and in uh, in in that show, Barry Krieger uh, showed up. Uh, to hang out for a little while. Okay. And then afterwards, uh, you know, I'm helping the road crew uh, clean up their stuff. And then, uh, then I said, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home now." And he goes, "Well, do you want to grab a soda inside?" A soda at the at the at the machine. There's a machine in there. When you're in there gambling, they have the soda machine in there that you can go up and uh, <clears throat> and do that. And you know how they have like you can pick like 500 flavors in these Coke machines now. Yeah. With uh, it's a touch screen and you can add like oh cherry or vanilla or you know sure. the possibilities are endless. It's like 800 different combinations you can make. So uh so Barry uh, goes up there, grabs himself a cream soda. And then uh, right afterwards, he fills it up again, but he's he's like a little kid. He's like Pushing all, the, buttons. pushing all the buttons, getting different flavors in there. And I'm like, uh, that's a lot of buttons, a lot of sugar there, Barry. And he's like, I like a little variety. That's, <laughs> I that's like a, my soda to taste like yeah. mud. I like like I'm eating out of a horse feed bag filled with sugar cubes. <laughs> I kind of like that feeling. Uh, so then we, we start walking out. And now here, when I had gotten to MGM, I got in an elevator with a bunch of people. And I have the Rock 102 shirt on, and it was just like it was like three different couples that were in the elevator with me. Okay, and then somebody goes backs, and I go no, I'm Steve, and they're like 
Steve Nagel? No way! And it was like this like awkward <laughs> elevator moment where yeah. I'm just like, well, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. Sure. Thanks for listening, you know, that kind of thing. So on the way out, Barry and I get in the elevator. And this couple, very folksy couple, you know what I'm talking about? Like folksy, like, oh, Harold, we're oh, at the yeah, casino. Sure. You, know, but they're, you know, they're not quite elderly, but they're not, you know, young either. They're kind of like maybe in their 50s. Oh, so, but, but not like <laughs> uh, you know, Birkenstock wearing type of, you know, Joan Baez like Right, folk. right. No, yeah. they're just uh, folksy kind of couples. Gotcha. Coming out of there and, they, and they look at my shirt and they go, oh, Rock 102, what is that? Or, what is that? And I said, well, it's a radio station here in the area. And I'm assuming that they don't live around here. And that's when Barry says, and where might you be from? You know, and it's <laughs> because he just talks to everybody. Yeah, he's, I he's don't fearless. understand why he just like, like uh, sometimes I don't want like, I don't mind being like approached, but I don't like initiate conversation too sure. much. So he, but he does that. And then, so as he initiates conversation, she says, uh, they're from Pittsfield. Now, I understand that you would probably wouldn't know. You might not know what Rock 102 is. It's a little bit, little bit out there for Rock L- 102. A little bit outside. But I sit, and the light bulb goes off, and I go, but I bet you they know who 22 News is. So I said, hey, do you know who this is? This is Barry Krieger from 22 News. You would have thought they met the Pope. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Barry Krieger, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, he, that's how people that's how people experience Barry. Right. No, so get this. So they get they all get off on three. Yeah. I'm going up to six, right? So they all get off at three, and then they're like just in like just crowding him, and they want selfies, and they you know they're doing this whole thing, and. You know, you can hear the lady go, thank you, Mr. Kriegel. And I'm like, they have no idea. They have no idea who this guy is. (laughs) Yet they want a picture with him. Yeah. And now it's like I'm leaving him in that state. And as the elevator doors are closing, I just put my hand up and go, bye, buddy. (laughs) So then... Flash forward to last this past Friday. Yeah. Go down there for that Zach Brown cover band thing. Barry is there again. I'm with my my sister came with me. And we go into the casino after the show. Well, not towards the end of the show. I kind of like to beat the traffic. Sure. That was one thing my dad taught me to do. You yeah, leave in smart. the sixth inning of the game. Don't watch the end of the game. Just leave. <laughs> Nothing good happens in the eighth and no, ninth no, inning. No, no, never. Um, so I, I you know, we're leaving. And again, he wants a soda, right? So he's, we're walking and, uh, cause I, I'm like, I told my sister, I'm like, you got to see him do the soda machine. Cause he's like, he's all about the cream soda and the different flavors you can put in it and everything like that. <laughs> and as we're walking up, we turn around, he's not there. He's further back and he's just talking with this woman and this woman is walking with him. Now I thought he knew her, but he didn't. Okay. And he just starts giving her a lesson on how to use the soda machine. And he's standing, and I have video of this too. And he's like, <laughs> he goes, well, up here you got your cream soda. Now I like cream soda. And, right. and then he's like, and then you, you just put, first you put your cup in here and the ice comes out. And like, right. And I'm thinking to myself, have you, have you, do you think this woman has never seen how a soda fountain works? <laughs> do you think she wouldn't be able to figure it out on her own? Like, 
he's discovering this technology like it's brand new. Right. It's been out for 12 years. <laughs> well, he's got a lot of yeah. buttons and doodads yeah. to press. And there he is, just like trying to teach this woman how to use the soda machine. Did she thank him? She, uh, I don't know if she thanked Well, I, I she seemed pretty interested in uh-huh. what he had to say. Well, he's Barry Krieger for crying out loud. But then apparently, because we, we all parted separate ways after the, the soda fountain incident, and then uh, he never saw her again. I don't know what happened. Maybe didn't, she was a ghost. Maybe she was a... Yeah. Didn't make that love connection? I don't think there was any love connection going on there. I don't know. Yeah. Barry, yeah, in his youth, he was a damn fine-looking man. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm kind of guessing uh, that maybe she wasn't from around here. Really? Or maybe she was, <laughs> but nobody had ever seen her before. Uh, you know I what see. I'm saying? Yeah, well, I'm going to guess what you're saying, but I don't know that for sure. Uh, but, uh, but it was a very interesting evening with yeah. Barry Krieger. It's As a- many evenings are. Uh, with Barry, it's, it's al- always interesting. It's always fun. And it's, it- it's you know, it's like uh, when we went to the uh, the Thunderbirds game, yeah. like uh, after the Mayflower Marathon, and uh, you know they asked a bunch of us whether we wanted to go on the fan bony, mm-hmm. and the first person to say yes was Barry. Yeah, first- and it's like yeah. It, never mind the fact that Bax and Nagel are on the fan bony. Barry Krieger was on there with with your kids, and not only the first one to be on the fan bony, but then l- later on, as we're taking the uh, VIP elevator upstairs to where we were, yeah, he uh, makes a rush from the back of the elevator to get off at floor two to make sure he gets his share of cotton candy before it's all gone. Because you know those kids at those games eat all that cotton candy up and you got to get your fair share. You almost have to wonder whether Barry really needs all of his toes. I don't think he cares Because I think the diabetes is going to start kicking in. I was like, oh, uh, Barry, did you leave anything behind here? Yeah, my my left toe. (laughs) My pinky, the pinky toe. I still got four more just like him. Yeah, don't worry about it. There's nine left. <laughs> it's 823 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 825 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast. It's yeah, going to be hot, muggy, and all that other good crap. Hey, Rock 102 presents the classic rock summer brought to you by Leah Toyota of Wilbraham now through Labor Day weekend. You listen to Rock 102 all summer long for the details on how to grab your share of the summer stash of prizes which includes a $25 gift card to the Hangar Pub and Grill every weekday through Labor Day. So if you want to win, real simple, just go to rock102.com and then listen to Pat Kelly every weekday afternoon. It's a classic rock summer brought to you by Leah Toyota Wilbraham only on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, <clears throat> plastics, huge problem in the world. Plastics? Plastics. What's going on with the Plastics. Wasn't that the thing that... Uh, it was on The Graduate, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was when uh, yeah, the right. guy from St. Elsewhere told uh, the guy from Rain yeah. Man... Uh, <laughs> what? You know, one, one thing, Benjamin. Plastics. Plastics. What What was his name, the the actor? Uh, I obviously know it was Dustin Hoffman. Was the not graduate. William Daniels. Maybe it was William Daniels. I thought it was another actor. He was a... Uh, uh, I thought no. William Daniels played his father. Uh, or am I wrong about that? I don't even know. The Graduate cast, okay? Dustin Hoffman. Uh, William Daniels. It was William Daniels. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll yeah. Take, William I'll Daniels, uh, who was also, what else did he play? He was, uh, he he was, was the, uh, the he was the voice of the car in Knight Rider. That was him? That was him. I didn't know that. How do you not know that? Yes, that was him. How do you not not know that? Listen, I knew that. I knew that the very first time that car opened its mouth. Oh, you're like, oh, it's the guy from St. Elsewhere on the... Uh... 
That's all I remember the guy from. And then he was on that show. There was a kid's show he was on. Uh, I think it yeah. was, uh, wasn't it The Boy Meets World? Wasn't he Mr. Feeny? I'm, I'm sure. Meets I mean, World? yeah, William Daniels, who, by the way, is still alive. You know what? I'm At 96 years old. I'm totally off the topic of what I wanted to talk about. No, that's all right. It was an effort to reduce plastic use. New York City will start fining restaurants and third-party delivery services that provide disposable utensils, soy sauce packets, and similar items without the customer requesting them. In late June, New York City announced plans to implement its new Skip the Stuff bill, which aims to reduce plastic use by finding restaurants and delivery services handing out unsolicited plastic items like ketchup and cutlery. How do you say that? Cutler- cutlery? Cutlery. 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 Yes. Uh, food vendors and delivery services have a moment to adapt. Actual fines won't start being handed out until July of next year, and until then, violators will only receive warnings. With the popularity of takeout and delivery steadily rising, this new rule is arriving at an opportune time. It will encourage businesses and consumers to be more conscious about plastic use habits and hopefully curtail the impact of single-use plastic on the environment. I got to tell you, if uh, if I ordered Chinese, all right, and uh, and it didn't come with the soy sauce, yeah, I'd be out of my mind with anger. They never give you enough. You always have to ask for more. I, you know, three packages for me is probably about enough. Oh, I need ten. Ten. Oh, yeah. How else are you going to... What are you, like a walking salt lick over there? No. How else are you going to fill up your cabinet with packets from the other times you had Chinese food? And then when you go to get Chinese food, make sure you get soy sauce. I don't think we have any. And then you open up the cabinet after the soy sauce comes in the house, and you're like, oh, yeah, we already had a jar of this in here. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we roll around here. Yeah. Well, I see. I I would... If if the the rules were to change and there was no more soy... Uh, packets unless you had to ask for it specifically please that should should be an understood consideration and there's something about the soy sauce that comes in a bottle Uh, (laughs) there's something about the soy sauce that comes in a bottle that is not quite the same as that soy sauce in a packet you ever notice that like it has a little bit better taste in the packet than it does in the bottle see i don't know i see i still love it from the bottle but there's many different kinds of soy sauce there's the regular soy sauce, yeah. and there's dark soy sauce, then there's the low-sodium soy sauce, and then there's a couple other sauces I'm, that no one knows what the hell they are. I'm talking about either La Choy or Kiko Man mm-hmm. regular soy sauce. Hmm. I never. I, I, we'll have to do a taste test. We'll do a couple of mugs of it. A soy sauce taste test? Yeah, right. Oh, my God. My kid uh, came home yesterday. Uh, she had gone out to the mall. Yeah. And they must have gotten Chinese food at the at the... At the mall there? Yeah. I'm like, oh, can I try some of that? You know, she had low mein. I'm like, can I have some of that? If you're not going to eat it all? There was so much grease and salt on that oh, thing. It was yeah. like, it was over greased. It was like, uh, you got to get, the, the best Chinese place around is that Peacock place over here at the Cooley and, cool and Allen Street. Mm-hmm. That is probably the best Chinese food it's I've had in the area. Solid Chinese food, yeah, man. Yeah. It's solid. No no doubt about it. But uh, I don't like this idea. Not giving out soy sauce packets. I know. Listen, they don't even give away the mustard packets like they used to either. You know, you have to ask. I got to ask for, for the hot mustard. And don't you feel weird for asking for it? I feel weird because it seems to me it should be understood that we should just be getting you know, the, uh, the, the packets. We should be getting the packets. Without having to ask. 
It should just be, you know, like here you go. It's like it's like when you order like a like a like a like a like a stuff in a drive-through and they don't give you a napkin. I'm less. I gotta ask for napkins. I'm less worried about my carbon footprint than I am about the delicious taste of Chinese food <laughs> with soy sauce. I just I disagree. You I load up that 500 pounds of plastic in that bag along with that lo mein, I'm happy. It's 8.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Here's 8.34 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tinting in your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. 90,000 gallons of untreated sewage and waste overflowed along the Green River in Greenfield on Sunday with local officials citing heavy to moderate rains as the cause. Really? I didn't notice any rain showers in the last couple of days. <laughs> no, it's really uh, it's been fairly se- dry. Very, very seasonable. Uh, Department of Public Works officials discovered the sanitary sewer overflow on Sunday at 11.30 a.m. The waste was discharging from a regulator chamber outfall behind the uh, Deer- 302 Deerfield Street at a rate of 529 gallons per minute. A spokesman for Mayor Roxanne Wedgegartner! told the news service late Sunday afternoon that the discharge stopped at 3.45 p.m. The Green Green River and the Deerfield River in Greenfield were affected, as well as the Connecticut River in Deerfield, Montague, and Sunderland. The mayor's office advised that people avoid contact with the water bodies for 48 hours after the discharge ceases due to increased health risks from bacteria pollutants. Well, you can go in there by tomorrow afternoon. Now, is that uh, 48 hours from like right now or 48 hours from yesterday when it was first reported? It was 48 hours from when it stopped. So that yesterday at 345, so you got today at 340, tomorrow at 345. Tomorrow at 345, that like, okay. But that, that is... Uh, contingent upon whether or not we get more rain and more discharge that could possibly happen then at that point it's another 48 hours yeah well when does the 48 hours start does it start it starts when the discharge stops right so when a new discharge begins then you have to wait another 48 hours this could go on for weeks it really could you know like last week that we had a uh you know a a flood warning uh, yeah. in effect until like eight o'clock on friday and then you know eight o'clock rolls around and they extend it to saturday at three o'clock in the afternoon yeah well, well how can you try how can you pay attention to any of that stuff you can't pay attention to any of that stuff Ugh, it's too much man uh at 5 40 uh, then there was a then get this there was a there was an ef zero tornado that touched down in uh brookfield or north brookfield yesterday two mile path uh Two was it two hundred and fifty yards wide, but it didn't destroy anything other than some trees. So luckily, uh, that wasn't worse than it could have been. But damn, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's you know this is very different than the uh, the tornado that you know ripped through Springfield and you know East Forest Park and Wilbraham and Munson. It's very different. You know, it's 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 a much smaller tornado. But the fact that they're they're happening mm-hmm. is uh, a little upsetting because people are still freaked out about the idea of you know destructive tornadoes. Nobody wants to go through that again. No, we've already had our <clears throat> fair share. We got to wait another fifty years for another destructive one to come through the air. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, I'll be dead, long dead after that before that happens. But please, the, no uh, more. The uh, Holyoke police are uh, looking uh, for a suspect in connection with a robbery at the Holyoke Mall on Friday, according to Lieutenant John Monaghan. How did you say it? 
Mahaganon. Mahak Monahak. Monagahan. 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 I think it's Monaghan, but well, it's Monagahan for all intents and purposes. Right. Uh, Of the Holyoke Police Department, the robbery occurred at Fernari Jewelers on Friday at 4.30 p.m. A man wearing a white T-shirt was looking for one of the pieces of jewelry and then ran off with it. The item has been recovered by a store manager, and the suspect has yet to been identified. It was it was it was Joe Fernari who did this, who stopped this guy. Go you ahead. gotta get, you gotta have a big set of stones on you, and I'm not just talking about gemstones. I'm talking about a big set of stones to walk into a Fanari Jewelers location and not expect to get your ass beat down by uh, by trying to swipe something out of the case. Because if you remember a couple of years ago in the Enfield store, somebody attempted this. Somebody attempted this, and only took uh, a couple of uh, moments of Joe using his fists of steel. To put that fella in his place. That guy never stole another gem out of that place ever again. No, he didn't. Uh, and he I learned can, his lesson. You know, I can imagine his, uh, what, what's, uh, Joe Fernari's like um, Chaz uh, Palmaretti in uh, The Bronx Tale. Palmateri, yeah. Palmateri, yeah. right? He's like, uh, now you use can't leave. You know, he clocks the door, yeah, and then he does the beat down, and then uh, spits that guy out onto the street. Yeah, that'll yeah. that'll teach you. Now you can't leave. That's what he says. It's a badass scene. It in is the movie. a badass it's scene totally in the movie. Badass. But that's Joe Fernari. He's uh, knocking these guys down left and right. I, you know, listen, pow, uh, pow. Met Joe, nice guy, mm-hmm. perfectly fine. But the moment you start to get a cocky little notion there, dirtbag. All of a sudden, Joe is going to rain blows down upon you like something that rains down upon you. Yeah, you wouldn't even uh, be able to say, uh, hey, do you got a purse to match that necklace around you? Boom! All of a sudden, you're knocked out by Joe Fernandez. He will punch you right in the suck if you yeah. start swiping stuff from those, uh, from, from, from those display cases. He was born with brass knuckles. <laughs> Surgically attached to his little baby fists. Listen, when Mayor Dom Dom needs uh, needs help, yeah. sometimes he needs help. He uh, he puts the spotlight up in the air, and it's a big diamond in the sky, and that's when Joe gets into action. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the the, the dynamic uh, duo. Dom Dom Fonari. rise, <laughs> and they clash hands together, and then this big thing happens. Commissioner Claproot has a phone with one button that goes right <laughs> goes right to the mayor. Not all heroes wear capes. Some wear snakeskin shoes, like my friend Joe here. <laughs> he loves those snakeskin shoes. I bought them for him years yeah, ago. There you go. Hey, speaking of uh, of of malls, shopping malls, yeah. uh, the Eastfield Mall, uh, their final day was last Saturday. Yeah, and uh, you know a lot of people. It's it's so funny as as I'm uh, watching the social medias kind of go on on Saturday. There's all these people that show up to the mall on Friday and Saturday for their one last walkthrough. Yeah, why? And I'm thinking, you know, if you've seen people who were lamenting the closing of the shopping mall, the Eastfield Mall, had been going to the Eastfield right. Mall all along. They would have never have closed. They would never have closed. It's like, well, what are you what are you lamenting it's closing for? If you really cared, you would have gone to the mall. You know, speaking of malls, I got a beef with the Holyoke Mall. And I'll tell you why. Any at any given time I've been to the Holyoke Mall. Yeah. And I got teenage kids now. So, you know, we're They're going, going to the, the mall. mall a little bit more frequently than I have, you know, I'm not a big mall person, but you know, you got kids, you got to go to the mall every once in a while. 
every time I've been at the Hoyoke Mall, at least one escalator direction is out. Mm-hmm. So you have to walk all the way down the other end or go into a store to take an elevator yeah. to get up there. It happened again. The one in the middle of the mall when, where the old Sears was. You know, okay. the one in the middle the middle section of the mall. I don't know what's – I think that's the round one bowling thing now. Yes. I think. I, and maybe I'm wrong about that. It's that one section of the mall where, where the Sears used to be. That escalator, you know, I, one day I was there, the guys were working on it, and uh, you couldn't use it at all. And then sometimes I go there, one side is out, the up or down. Yeah. And then, you, you know, it doesn't, I don't understand why you can't get fully working escalators throughout an entire mall. So then Friday. I don't know, I don't know why you shut them down. They just automatically become a flight of stairs. Right. I know. You should just let us walk up the top. That's right. What's the big deal? Yeah, why shut it down? So then uh, then I go uh, uh, to, uh, you know, my my sister was with one of my kids, and I'm with my other kid, and I said, all right, I'll meet you over by the Best Buy, you know, upstairs. Right. Well, the escalator only goes up there. So they came up, and then we decided, well, let's go back down because we have to go back down to the car. You have to walk or you have to go uh. through uh, J.C. Penney. In yeah, order that's, to, yeah, to get downstairs. It, that's it's like, terribly inconvenient. It is inconvenient. I don't understand why your escalators don't work. Are the escalators of the Holyoke Mall uh, being operated and maintained by the same people that uh, do the soft ice cream machines at McDonald's? I think they probably are. Yeah, that would they, make sense. Yeah, because you're going to have to get a like a like a map of which escalators are out <laughs> at the Holyoke Mall when you go there. I just I don't understand why you can't have, you know. All working escalators. I mean, I get that malfunctions happen well, sometimes, I, but that frequently. I don't know. You know, this is it's a, you know, it's a it's an old building now. I don't know how often they seventy eight or nine. I think I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how often they change up the 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 escalators. Well, it's probably still the first one. Yeah, that we're in there. That's something. Well, I've uh, I've I've done bitched out my time here on the news, so. <laughs> Well, next time you're you're afraid yeah. that some business is going to close and you show up on the last possible day, just remember. Think about that. Maybe had you not shown up on the last possible day, but more on more frequent days, that might change things around. You, you could have kept that place alive. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny, hot, and humid with a high of 90. Tomorrow, hot and humid, but lots of rain. 86 for a high. It's 74 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Ah, Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock. It's 851 and Foreigner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. They say imitation is the highest form More of flattery. flattery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, your Pioneer Valley <laughs> forecast today going to be uh, sunny, hot, hazy, and humid. Oh, it's going to be gross. Yeah. So gross. High in oh. 90. Uh, tomorrow, rainy with a high of 86. It's 75 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Rock 1-2 Golf Club is back, brought to you by Swing Oil Beer. Get 11 rounds of golf in some of the area's nicest courses like Wyckoff and Brattleboro, Northampton, uh, Keeney Park, and more. Only 125 bucks. You're playing less than 12 bucks a round. Get one for you or for a friend. Makes a great gift for any golfer. It's the Rock 1-2 Golf Club, brought to you by Swing Oil Beer. Don't wait. Get yours today at rock102.com. I think I found uh, what my real problem is. Uh, okay. You know how sometimes I come in here late? Sure. 
you know, uh, sometimes I like to uh, come in around five uh, thirty or five thirty-five. Sometimes it's five thirty-two. Sure. Sometimes it's five forty-two. Yeah. Whatever. It's not. Uh, it's not called being late. It's called time blindness. <laughs> Time blindness. Yeah, here's the story. We have all we all have people in our lives who are always late for everything, and let's be real. That's always uh that's almost always because they value their own time more than your time. Sure. Uh, of course, chronically late people have plenty of excuses, and now there's another one. Time blindness. And it's actually a real thing. It's not an actual medical condition, but doctors use time blindness as a way of talking about the concept of losing track of time. And some people can be more prone to it than others. Our brains are constantly shifting between two types of attention, automatic attention and directed attention. Automatic attention is your happy place. It's how you focus when you're doing something, like uh, you find something you like or find interesting. Directed attention is what you use when you're engaged in things you have to do but don't really want to do. During periods of automatic attention, you get so engrossed and hyper-focused that you lose track of time. But during directed attention, it can be hard to stay focused at all. Time blindness happens when people have trouble balancing the two. For example, people with ADHD or autism tend to have overly strong automatic attention. In those cases, it's more hardwired. For others, it can be more manageable, but you need to make an effort for it. Oh, see, that's the part that drives me nuts. Putting in an effort for something. Oh, I know. I I hate doing that. Here are uh, some tips to disengage when uh, automatic attention has kicked into overdrive. Set a timer on your phone to alert you when it's time to move on. Yeah, but even that's a lot of activity. That Even, even that takes work. Uh, when you don't have a lot of time, try to avoid activities that you know hey, you have a tendency to get lost in. No, the whole point of that is to not make me on time for the other thing I don't want to be at. <laughs> Who's making up these rules? So don't start watching an addictive show right before bed or make plans to catch up with an old friend just before an appointment. Sometimes I have a, I have a hard time doing that. Not going to bed when your body's telling you to. You know and you stay up late? When you have that, that sleep cycle, yeah. like, oh, your, your body's like, it's the beginning of a 90-minute sleep cycle. You better go to bed. And then you push through it. And then all oh, of a sudden, yeah. then you got to wait for another hour and a half before you're tired again. Well, like, this, you know, I usually try to crawl in bed by like around 8 o'clock. I'm going to fall asleep to like 8.39, but, yeah. you know, I'm in bed by 8. Like this morning, though, I don't know, you know what uh, what caused that? I woke up at 1.30. 1.30? What I, I I got up, I went to the bathroom, crawled back into bed, my eyes are wide open. Wow. That's early. It was way too, early. too early. Way too early. Well, but I but but I but I you know, it was I I wasn't sleeping. Try so I woke up. Try the if then technique. Set goals for yourself to reach, like making dinner, and then after you do that, then you'll do the next thing on your list, like read two chapters of a good book. No, oh, please. Who's a, who's reading a good book? Who's reading? I don't know. I see people on Facebook guys. Anybody got any good books to read? And I'm like, what's a book? You haven't read one of those. Listen, I'm spending all my time reading posts on Facebook. I don't have time for a book. Yeah, how are you supposed to read a book if you if you are scrolling through social media all the time? I got TikTok's video to watch, man. Dude, I'm telling you. Was I right about TikTok? It's a life suck. If you, it's the, a time waster. It, it, exactly. Exactly. The moment you get into the TikToks and you start watching stuff, you almost don't even care that the Chinese government's looking at all your moves. And it makes you believe things that aren't even true. Yes. Like, what? Really? 
There's an underground village? You mean I can get all jacked like that guy just by eating meat and testicles? I like the uh, conspiracy theory ones. Those yeah, are that's a, cool. those are good ones. Yeah. Did you see the birds aren't real one? No, I haven't seen that That one. all birds are just, they're, birds are not real. Any of the birds that you see outside, they're not real. They're just uh, cameras, mm. surveillance cameras from the government. That really sounds like it's made up. Is it, though? Or could it be real? Oh, dude, you just yeah, blew I my just blew your mind. mind. You, yeah, really, yeah, you really yeah, had me in the bow right see, there. Thank you, TikTok, for turning me on to that. It's 857 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.